Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Sonny and I'm here with my co-host Caleb. I'm always here, just in the background, <laughs> staring. Always watching, always listening. I see you. Okay, but no, no, no. Let's, let's... <laughs> <laughs> we want to start out today with a huge thank you to all of our patrons, including a couple of new ones. So a big thank you to Austin Johnson, Kane Martin, Mocha, Myth Oceanus, Pig, Scuzz Daddy, Aaron Gardner, Adil Saeed, Anthony Leela, Mountain Man, Owen Alvarado, Jeremy Drysdale, Ray Powell, and Sonny Sweet. Thank you all so much for the wonderful uh, support. We could not do it without you, as well, as I'm sure you've all heard many times. And a huge thank you to all of the five and ten dollar patrons who get a bonus episode every week. So if you want to get that bonus episode and hear our series that we're doing on the side where we review and talk about every set and every product in the game's history, be sure to check us out. In chronological order. Yep. So we started at LOB and we're moving forward one by one. And then for those interested, if you want to get a live stream once a month, be sure to sign up at the $10 tier, which is going to get you that. And I'm thinking we're going to be adding more tiers soon, but we you know, can neither confirm nor deny that at this point. <laughs> hmm. So, um, I do want to also th- be sure to uh, suggest to everybody to please join the Discord server. There's a ton of really great, very cool people in there, and there's a ton of cool stuff happening there and we also want to ask that you follow us on twitter the twitter account is where you get our quick live reactions to all of the newest news and notes of the day and you can find everything that we say on there early so uh well let's go ahead and get on into the episode um we do have some stuff to talk about today we've got uh the last of the major set reveals so uh we have all the fluanderies to talk about and all their rarities um all mm-hmm. the new world premiere cards so those will be the tcg exclusives um what else we got uh that's actually pretty much it <coughs> as far as news is concerned um but i also do want to take some time to talk about something that i think a lot of people have had on their mind, but not necessarily been at the front of their minds. Um, I want to take some time today to talk about Crossout Designator. So we were talking about, we've been talking about this for the last few days, and Crossout Designator is a really interesting card. (laughs) So for those that don't know what this card does, it says, declare one card name. 
banish one of that declared card from your main deck. And if you do, negate its effects, as well as the activated effects and effects on the field of cards with the same original name until the end of this turn. You can only activate one crossout designator per turn. So, notably... And this is on a quick play spell, by the way. Right. So, notably, what you can do here is it insulates your combos. Right, so if it, I'm playing, it, it works as a more. It can essentially, it can essentially work as a more complicated version of Coal by the Grave. In a way, yeah. But the di- the main difference is that um, Called by the Grave can save you from things like Ash Blossom. It can save you from things like Effect Veiler. Yeah, any hand trap that discards itself. Right to the graveyard. Um, and Called by the Grave can also be used as a really interesting interruption, too, by removing a card from your opponent's graveyard. Yeah, um, yeah, like, for a good, great example is actually in Tri Brigade, if they activate, activate Fractal, you can chain Call by the Grave and banish the Fractal, and then don't forget the Fractal effect. Right. Just as an example. Right. But Crossout Designator gives a little bit of added versatility, because Crossout Designator, what it allows you to do is it insulates you from cards that call by can't hit so specifically infinite impermanent nibiru an opposing call by the grave right yeah or even an opposing crosshead designator Mm-hmm. as long as you have a copy of the card in your deck you can cross out designator it right now it is notably a hard once per turn so you can't you know have a chain of five crosshead designators yeah, going. yeah yeah you can't well well even then because there's a limit of three you could if if it wasn't once per turn you could still only have one cross out on each chain because because you're banishing one of your cross outs to cross out a cross out no you could do two on a chain theoretically activate ash blossom yeah cross out ash blossom cross out cross out cross out cross out yeah that's two cross outs on one chain yeah or three three total on one chain but two by one player oh yeah 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 Okay, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's still out. early. It's still really yeah, yeah, early. Yeah, yeah. we're still, yeah, still got, still got to get the blood flowing. But yeah, no, I, I see. Okay, I see what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and for, for those wondering, we woke up, we woke up early and recorded because we got back late from locals last mm-hmm. night. So, but crossout specifically is a very interesting and very powerful card this format, especially in the mirror match. Right. So crossout, what it basically. Let's let's take a deck like Tri Brigade. <clears throat> Tri Brigade is one of, if not the best deck at this exact moment in time. Mm-hmm. Right now, two weeks from now, it might be different. But right now, tomorrow Tri- it might be different. Right, but right now, as far as I'm concerned, anyway, <clears throat> Tri Brigade, pretty good chance at it being just the best deck. So, with that being said, though. Let's look at why Crossout is so good in Tri-Brigade specifically. So in Tri-Brigade, you run your main core of monsters, which is 11 to 12 Tri-Brigade names in deck. Mm -hmm. Then you have other things like your starters. You have your Foolish Burial. You have a 10 key. You have three Desires. You have a couple of Revolts. So just say 18 cards, total engine, starters, extenders, everything. And then say you get it up to 25 if you include things like a zoo package yeah. or rescue cats. Or a lureless package. Exactly. So that leaves you like 15 spots for just say hand traps. Which is five three ofs. Right. Or you could do maybe three imperms, three veilers, three ash three solemn strike and then like three cross outs yeah or like an or like an imperial order two cross out right there's a lot of flexibility in those 15 slots exactly you know for example in my list i'm running two effect veiler three imperm two ash three cross out the io two three strikes i mean i'm running a very a very weird list yeah admittedly uh, then there's my list, because uh, I recently picked up the deck myself just because it looked fun. Um, I got three Ash Blossom, three Imperm, three Veiler. Uh, I got the IO, Triple right. Strike. Right. Very kind of similar, but I'm running more and less things because I don't have crossouts. Right. So, but the reason, so when you look at the things that that deck runs and then look at the things that hurt the deck, 
you're already running a lot of things that hurt the deck within it, right? So because you run so many hand traps and because you run so many traps, you're already running, you know, like I said, you're already running your Imperms. You're already running your Veilers. You're already running Ash Blossoms. So being able to have all of those already in the deck and not have to designate other deck space towards it in the deck makes it good. As compared to, let's say, Medulce, which do run the Nibiru main and the Imper main. But I don't run Ash, so I so running Crossout doesn't really make sense. And you don't run Valor either. And I don't run Valor, so running Crossout doesn't really make sense because out of because two of those cards, I'd have to run a random one of just across just use it for Crossout, and then if I draw it, I can't Crossout it, right? And then I probably can't even use it depending upon what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, that's where I was going into. So you know, a deck like Tri Brigade or Prank Kids or the upcoming Sword Souls. When you have that small engine with one card starters, and then you have a larger, a large hand trap package, it it exemplifies crossout. It makes crossout shine. But when you have a deck like you said, like Medolce or like Drytron, you know, a deck that's very combo heavy and wants to get into its combos, and like B Troopers, they're so heavily main decking extenders and combo pieces because everything's a two card combo when you have that many extenders and when you have that many combo pieces it makes it really hard to run crossouts yeah because there's just there's not there's just not the space for first off three cross out right and then you also have to run one of every hand trap you would ever want to cross out right <clears throat> which is already a type you know which is already minimum of like six cards yeah, so that's just to give you the ability to cross out three hand traps, right? And then you can still open the hand traps, and then you can't cross out them. Um, granted, at that point, yeah, you can't cross out from your hand. So yeah, yeah, and but I mean, even then, a worst case scenario, you can still just use the hand traps as hand traps, right? But that's less than ideal, <laughs> particularly in those situations where that could have been an extender or another combo piece, right? So, it's really interesting when you think about the ability, what decks can and what decks can't. So, that's why we see this reflective in the current price of Crossout Designator. I have it pulled up right here. Yeah. I mean, because it started pre-sale 120. One, yeah, 120, 130. It was yeah. pretty normal. And then it dropped down to about 90 after everyone was able to crack open more 10s. And now they're sitting at $55. Yeah, they have severely underwhelmed. Yeah, but when you look at why... It makes a lot of sense. Right, so we're coming off a ban list that just saw Prank Kids get hit, which was the big, probably one of the, if not the biggest run tons of combo pieces deck there is. Mm-hmm. I mean, run tons of hand traps deck there is. Yeah. Um. So, but Tri-Brigade's still around. But really, when you think about it, Tri-Brigade's like the only deck that can properly utilize crossouts. Right at the moment, there's and the and within you know within reason, there's probably plenty of rogue decks that absolutely adore its existence. But right, we're we're sticking within like tier one, tier one point five. Right. So if you look at the decks that are really competitive, um, if you run a more mid rangey PK deck. Uh, a little like Pete Phantom Knight Burning Abyss deck. If you're on a mid rangey version, that could also get good benefits and good use out of Crossout. But aside from that, you really are relying like if you're running a super combo heavy variant of PK. Yeah, there's still lots of extenders you're running, and it's really hard to fit that in. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, you know, because with more combo one, you're running the Junk Forge, you're running the uh, Psychic Wielder, Psychic Wielder, Psychic. Uh, commander maybe is that no no it's like the site it's like psychic dude with the yo-yos yeah 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 then you're also sometimes they also run taka tomborg and terror top right exactly or taka terror top as i like to call it yeah the speedroid package yeah but not the whole speedroid deck yeah just like those two cards right multiple right. copies of the two cards but just those two cards no no, no. sometimes if no, i've no, seen no, 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 no. two builds run like two of each and i'm and like no, that's i excessive. promise you didn't terror top is limited oh he is yes 
Okay, it must have been an older build I was looking at. Okay, then. it definitely could have been, but no, Ter- Teratops has been limited for a long time. Yeah, I-, I should probably pay more attention to when the deck list was posted. <laughs> That's all right. Anyway. We all, trust me, I can't tell you how many times I've looked up a deck and I'm like, wow, this deck list looks really cool. I'm like, wait a minute, this card's banned, this card's banned, this card's yeah. limited. <laughs> and, it, and it's like a three-year-old deck list, and it's like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway. But, but yeah. Still, yeah, still, that, there's still lots of extra cards that they're running that... If that limits hand trap space, yeah. So, I think that when you look at it, like I said, you have to be running some kind of a mid rangey deck because you you can't. You also can't run it in a deck like um. You could probably run it in Invoke Shadow Dogmatica, but you can't run it in a deck like the Trap Eldritch deck. Yeah, because you have way too many traps. You need to run right. I mean, you're you're all running all traps. You're not even running hand traps in those decks. Yeah, yeah. Because hand traps are not very good because a turn skip doesn't do anything when you are not physically capable of killing on the next turn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you would much rather just wait till another combo and flip a torrent, right? And nuke and just completely wipe their board, right? And you lose a golden boy who can you you can just recur. Exactly. It's. It's a good card, and I don't think there's any denying that or any arguing that, but right at this exact moment in time, in this next <laughs> two to three week span, it's just kind of all right. Mm-hmm. So, and then I think as you see more of the Wave 2 tins getting opened in early November and on into December, I I could see the price of the card realistically dropping more. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I think it'll ultimately. I think that part that will ultimately depend on the su- on the success of Sword Soul. Yeah, that, that's a great that's a great move into the next point, which is that Sword Soul is one of those mid rangey decks, mm-hmm. so, which absolutely live and die by. Do you have the hand trap to stop me? Right. If you have Effect Failure, Imperm, for like one or two of the cards, I think Ash is all right. Mm-hmm. That's it. They're done. Turn skip with just one of them. Yeah, an Ash or an Imperm or a, or, or no, I'm sorry, a Valor or an Imperm really hurts that deck. Similar to Tri Brigade and Token Collector. Oh yeah, Token Collector is huge. It, token Collector for the most part kind of does the exact same thing as Imperm and Valor in that it stops them from getting the Token Tuner. Yeah, and if they can't get access to that Tuner, they lose. Yeah. So and normally it's just normal summon effect to get the Token. And then you just Imperm or Valor that, or just Token Collector, eat the token. Right, right. I do think that Crossout will be mandatory in that deck specifically. I wonder, though, how good that deck actually is going to be. Because I think that that vulnerability, the lack of lines of play, um, I don't know how good that deck actually is. It was great in the OCG, but the OCG has a lot slower mid-rangey format, mm-hmm. and, and we have a more combo-heavy format. They also have triple maxi. That's why they have the slower mid-rangey format. Yeah, is yeah because again because they have maxi, um, which also makes Cross's Designator also a lot more powerful. Yeah, just because you're going just because one of the major things you're going to cross out is probably the maxi, right? And you're and you yourself already main three. I still, I, I'm still gonna say I think that we get uh, Maxi back on the next ban list. Maybe. So I mean, because I mean, because we have Cross out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I mean, we also didn't get Maxi back when Call by the Grave was at three. Yeah. So. And another thing about Cross out that's really you have to th- think about is like like we said, think about a deck like Drytron. That deck is running like. 38 engine pieces you know mm-hmm. or like 39 engine like they that deck struggles to side out already yeah and like the only hand traps it runs are also technically engine pieces with uh herald of orange light right um i mean you can't even fit like ghost bells and stuff in that deck so it's interesting to me to see how that card's going to evolve moving forward and how that card's going to be perceived moving forward so you know what I just thought of another mm-hmm. card that really hurt sword soul uh, sword soul what ghost ogre because then the normal summon get the tuner but then ghost ogre just pops the non tuner and they're stuck with a tuner 
That would be an interesting one, yeah. And I, no non-tuner to... I think Ghost Ogre is a solid card heading into next format. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that'll wrap up the cross-out designator discussion, <laughs> unless you had something else you wanted to add. No, it's just a little Ghost Ogre comment I just thought of. Yeah, awesome. Well, let's go ahead and move on into a little bit of discussion <clears throat> about one of the most important things we talk about here, which is... ETB Games! Woo! <laughs> now oh, Alexandria, Louisiana, baby! Absolutely. ETB Games is, of course, our sponsor here on the podcast. So, a huge shout-out to ETB Games. Thank you so much for that. Uh, we went there yesterday. We had a good time. We did our little locals tournament. We did some OTS packs. I got second. Hey, I got third. Woo! So... Huge shout out to ETB Games, now a registered OTS store. You can find them on the Konami website. Uh, we went there yesterday. We had a great time. Um, we <laughs> we actually ended up opening a bunch of the Pokemon celebrations, uh, ETBs and packs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, my wife loves Pokemon, particularly Pikachu. And they had the celebrations pack with the uh, Gigantamax uh, Chubby Chew figure. And I was uh-huh. like, I got to get that for her. Yeah. And when I got home, she squeed when I showed it to her. Of course. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I actually, I really love Pokemon. I like the quality of the packs. I like the quality of the cards, um, and I like the artwork. And it's so nostalgic to me. Um, so I opened two of the celebrations ETBs, which are oh my goodness, so expensive. By the way, um, but you get a lot of stuff with it. You do, and that's a, that's one of the other cool things I like about the Pokemon uh, ETBs and, e- and stuff. And also, et- and also the uh, and uh. Enter the Battlefield Games over in Alexandria, Louisiana has them at a pretty decent price. They're still expensive, but, you know. Yeah, but they have them at least. Mm-hmm. So, and you can find them on the website and on their TCG player page, which is, the link will be in the description below. I was just very happy that I pulled the shiny golden Mew. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. I lost it, dude. Mm-hmm. It was so funny. We're sitting there opening the packs, and I, I don't buy Pokemon to like scalp it or reseal it. I, when I buy Pokemon product, I do it because I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. I do it because we don't even play. You, don't, uh, I don't think either one of us even play the game. We don't. I do it because I think the cards are really cool. They're you do it because of the pretty pictures. Literally, I, I do it for the nostalgia. I don't care that that Dark Gyarados that I pulled is only worth like. Two dollars. It's super cool. It looks really cool. I don't care that that Venusaur that I pulled is only like ten dollars. It's super cool. I don't care that the pl- that the Cosmog, Koem, and Lunala and Solgaleo I pulled are almost worthless. None of those words made any sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Um. It was legendaries from Sun and Moon. Anyway, like that. Okay. Yeah, like Angie absolutely loves those cards because that those those were some of her favorite Pokemon from those games. Ah. Uh, okay. See. I don't know any Pokemon past like Sinnoh. Fair. So I, I know a little bit in like Black, White, and X and Y, but once you get into like Sun, Moon, and a Sword and Shield, I'm lost. I'm gone. That that's fair. Uh anyway, so. but yeah, like I said, you can definitely get any of your uh, you can definitely get like any of your Pokemon stuff from uh ETB over in over in Alexandria, Louisiana. You can get your uh U- magic, of course they got Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh Tabletop. They actually still have copies of Enter the Witchlight, the newest D and D book. So if you're looking for that, they also have the in-store versions where oh. you have to go to a game store to get the, where it's just got like a different uh, cover art. Uh-huh. Um, they still have those as well. If that's if you're collecting specifically the game store cover arts, if you're not, they've got the ones that aren't either. Um, right. They got all kinds of D and D stuff. They got some Pathfinder stuff, Warhammer. Well, again. Oh, also huge. football and baseball cards. Yeah, they do also do sports cards and sports figurines. So. Be sure to check that out. But a huge thank you, of course, again to ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana for being our sponsor. You can check them out at the link in the description below. So let's go ahead and t- go on back, go on in and talk a little bit more about Burst of Destiny. So for those that don't know, Burst of Destiny comes out in about two weeks, week and a half. Um, a Give lot of take. Yeah. A lot of people truly believe that this card is like. I mean that this uh this set's gonna be insane. It's gonna truly change the meta up a lot. Um, we're gonna do a quick recap here of some of the Fluanderese cards first. Yes, because uh because Konami's um day three of their 
uh, creator reveals. Yeah, creator reveals. Just uh, he was actually revealing the Flowanderies and their rarities. Yeah. So this is all revealed by MST Tom Box. Um, and the first thing we wanted to do is talk about Fluanderies and Snowl. It's a secret. Yep. So once per turn, when you can, while you control this tribute summoned card, you can conduct up to three normal summon slash jets this turn, not just one. While this tribute summoned card is in the monster zone, if your monster <clears throat> attacks a defense position monster, inflict piercing battle damage. Once per opponent's turn, quick effect, you can banish one card from your hand, change all special monsters your own controls to face down defense position, which is actually kind of bad because of, you know, link summoning. You yeah, can't do links. That with links. Just, yeah. Uh, next, let's just go ahead and skip down to the other secret and just do it down by rarity. Oh, okay, we yeah. can do that. Yeah, the other secret is Flowanderies and Mpen. <clears throat> uh, let's see. If this card is tribute summon, you can add a Flowanderies spell or trap from your deck to your hand. Oh, oh, and I'm sorry not to cut you off. Um, also, the Snowl is not just a secret. It's also a Starlight. Yes. So. Uh, anyway, um, immediately after this effect resolves, you can normal summon one monster. While this Tribute Summon card is in your monster zone, your opponent cannot activate the effects of special summon monsters they control in attack position. Once per battle during damage calculation, this card battles an opponent's monster. Quick effect. Banish one card from your hand. That opponent's monster's current attack and defense become halved until the end of the turn. Right. Oh yeah, it's really good. Um, like I said, it was a secret. Let's see where. But yeah, this one's a lot better, and they're both level ten. Yeah. So so two tributes. There is an one ultra rare in this in the uh, archetype, which is their field spell Fluanderies and the Magnificent Map. During your main phase, you can reveal one level one Fluanderies monster in your hand and banish one Fluanderies card with a different name from your deck. Then, immediately after this effect resolves, normal summon the revealed monster. If your opponent normal summons a monster, immediately after this effect resolves, you can normal summon one Fluanderies monster. You can only use each effect of Fluanderies in the Magnificent Map once per turn. This card is insane for the deck. Oh, yeah. I know. No, that's definitely a three of plus terraforming, so you're running four copies. Yeah, yeah. This might actually be the best card in the deck. Oh, yeah. So, you can activate this and... Activate the effect, so you reveal one from your hand, banish one card, and it can be any Fluanderies card with a different name from the deck, and then immediately went out and hit another normal summon. And that's in addition to your normal summon for the turn. Mm-hmm. And then, when you're, if your opponent resolves a normal summon, then you can normal summon a Fluanderies monster also. So that gives you normal summons during their turn, mm-hmm. which means you can normal summon things like Rise of the Mega Monarch. Yeah, and rip a card out of their hand that they just added. Or you could even make, uh, or like if you have your field spell up, you can also pump out, well, you're going to have a field spell up, obviously. Uh, you can even pump out Earthbound Immortal with Keska, uh, Rika, Right. Who can then just kind of go, I'm just going to gain a bunch of attack and then rip more cards out of your hand while I'm doing it. Yep. It's kind of crazy when you really think about it. Oh, yeah. Um, so good news for anyone who wants to build a deck. Everything else is super or below. Yeah, everything else, all the I think there's like three trap two. cards or two trap cards. Yeah, two traps. Another one spell. spell. One, two, three, four monsters. Right, and this is crazy when you really think about it because Snow like might be a one of, and and it, even it can be sided out against link decks. So and, if, and even then, there's and even then, I would probably even commit it. Like, I would probably commit it to the sideboard to begin with. Yeah. Because so many decks right now link. The bigger reason for it is that it's a 2900 monster. Yeah. So. M-Pen being 2700, but also it may, it forces it, for, it forces your opponent to deal with it. Right. Because they can't just keep setting stuff. Right. Because you have piercing. So. Uh, M-Pen is 2700, which isn't anything to scoff at. Right. But it's definitely a two of, just due to it being overall better than Snow. Yeah, way better. Yeah. So... Let's talk about some of the main deck monsters, because that's really where the deck shines. Oh, yeah. Well, they're all main deck monsters. This It has no extra deck. Yeah. So. Well, the deck just, very, it just the deck doesn't utilize an extra. You could still have one, but I mean... You use it for Dogmatica Punishment. Pretty, You pretty much use it for Dogmatica Punishment. So you run like three Entas. You can run the Wind Pegasus at Ignister. Oh, you absolutely run Fairjeet to cycle, and you can run... Um, Oh, the tribe are getting for sure. The ominous omen. Yeah. Because when these guys banish themselves, then you can search 
you can activate Shurik to search and yeah. extend. So yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, no. But uh, well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you'd have to like link. F- Actually, I yeah, know that'd be really easy to do because then if your opponent yeah. stops your normal summoning or you run out of field spells and you can't resolve it, you can then just link four into a Shurag, banish something off your opponent's field. You can't link four. We'll get into that. Okay. The, the cards will stop you from special summoning. Oh, that's true. Okay, if this face-up card would leave... Okay, so this is uh, Flu Wanderies and Rabina. If this face-up card would leave the field, banish it instead. You can only use each of the following effects of Flu Wanderies and Rabina once per turn there and cannot is. special summon during the turn you activate either effect. There it is. Right. If this card is normal summoned, you can add one level four lower winged beast monster from deck to hand. Then immediately after this effect resolves, you can normal summon one winged beast monster. If a winged beast monster is normal summoned to your side of the field while this card is banished, you can add this card to your hand. So, uh, yes, I know, by the way, that we've talked about all of these before, but we want to review because these cards are about to be very relevant. Mm -hmm. So next same thing we do with Sword Soul. Right. Next one is Fluandries and Eaglin. If this face up card would leave the field, banish it instead. A theme is happening here. You can only use each of the following effects of Fluandries and Eaglin once per turn and cannot special summon during the turn you activate either effect. If this card is normal summoned, you can add one level 7 or higher Winged Beast monster from your deck to your hand. Then immediately after this effect resolves, you can normal summon a Winged Beast monster. If a Winged Beast monster is normal summoned to your field while this card is banished, you can add this card to your hand. So, what you can do is, you can normal summon Rabina, add Eaglin, normal summon Eaglin, search Snow. Normal summon Snow that gives you three more normal summons, mm-hmm. which you can then use to. Uh, well, I guess the Rabina the whole, and the other one are once per turn. Well, yeah, the surge effects are. But you see, you have three more normal summons which you can use for the other ones. But hold on, but because they were tributed to get banished, and you normal summon the uh, Snow, and then you get the other two back to your hand. Yeah, because they've both been banished. Exactly. Yeah. So, next one is Fluandries and Stry, which is like, it's an ostrich. I, I really love these cards, arts. Yeah. If this face-up card would leave the field, banish it instead. Who knew? When, you can only use each of the following effects of Fluandries and Stry once per turn and cannot special summon during the turn you activate either effect. If this card is normal summoned, you can target one card in either graveyard, banish it, then immediately after this effect resolves, normal summon a winged beast. If a winged beast monster is normal summoned to your field while this card is banished, you can add this card to your hand. So, notably, this one can be an interruption. On your opponent's turn, because if oh, you yeah. normal summon him with the map, you can target a card in their graveyard and banish it. Oh, yeah. And now keep in mind that the way this works um, is that, like, if your opponent normal summons a monster and it's got, like, and has, like, an effect that'll let let them, like, cycle summon out their graveyard and they only have one target, map goes off, normal summon, you can normal summon uh, a, the Rabina that you added back to your hand last turn, right? And then search out Stritch, effects normal summon Strit, Stry, and yeah. banish it. And then, because it's just one after the other, after the other, after the other, on new chains. Right. And it just never stops. Fluanderies and Toucan. If this face of card would leave the field, banish it. Who knew? You can only use each of the following effects of Fluanderies and Toucan once per turn, and cannot special summon during the turn you activate either effect. If this card is normal summoned, you can target one of your banished Fluandries cards, add it to your hand, then immediately after this effect resolves, normal summon a Winged Beast. If a Winged Beast monster is normal summoned to your side of the field while this card is banished, you can add this card to your hand. So, more recursion, mm-hmm. essentially. So, and all of those are level one. Yeah. So. Yeah, the the two secrets are, are, the, are the two tribute ones. Um, let's see, uh, now we're on to the spells. You got Flowunderies and the Unexplored Winds, which yep. will be a common or super continuous spell. <clears throat> you can conduct tribute summons require two, tri- two tributes by sending one monster you control and one card your opponent controls to the graveyard instead of tributing. It is still treated as a tribute summon. Yes. <clears throat> During your main phase, you can reveal up to two winged beasts from your hand and place them on the bottom of your deck in any order, then draw cards equal to the number of cards placed. So first off, it lets you, like, cycle out cards to get more draws into other things, like hand traps or right. uh, other combo pieces, stuff like that. Get rid of combo pieces you don't need or that are highly searchable. Um, and not only that, you can also out your opponent's... It, it essentially turns um, all your tribute monsters into kaijus. Right. Because you can tribute off uh, one of your opponent's... Mo- non-targeting tribute off one of your opponent's monster. Well, it's not tributing a sin to the graveyard which is important, but still. Right. It essentially it essentially turns them all into kaijus. Um, that can let you out Dragoon, 
really anything that isn't that isn't unaffected by other by uh, other artifacts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, yeah, Winda. Yeah. So, and with the other really thing that's interesting about this is that if you have the field spell up and you have this up, you can do this during your opponent's turn and steal one of their monsters during their turn. Yeah. Which is <clears throat> really gross. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Then we have a couple of common or super rare traps of uh, flu wonderies and the dreaming town. Do your main phase. I immediately have this effect resolves. Normal summon during the main phase. Normal summon a level four or lower winged beast monster. If you tribute summon a level seven or a higher monster while this card is in your graveyard, banish this card, change all monster your opponent controls to face down defense position. Um. Again, it's okay. It's all right. Mainly because banishing a face down defense position is honestly not that good. Yeah. However, the um, you know, the being able to get access to your normal summon shenanigans during your opponent's turn on a trap card. Yeah, that is very good. Yeah. The banish effect will probably never will, will probably only come up because your opponent has dragoon. So you activate this during your turn. They either have to dragoon negate or the dragoon's face down. Right. It, so. it forces a. It forces like non-link monster negates yeah <clears throat> uh, the next one is a counter trap fluunderies in the scary sea when your opponent would special summon a monster while you control a face-up tribute summon monster and no special summon monsters negate the summon and if you do return that monster to the hand also for the rest of this turn your opponent cannot special summon and they conduct up to three normal summon slash sets this turn not just one um it essentially just kind of floodgates almost every deck in the format right now right I mean, because what is Tri-Brigade going to do with three normal summons and no special summons? Here's some other interesting things that this deck can do also. Um, first of all, like you said, every deck needs to special summon. But mm -hmm. uh, every deck in this current format also needs something else that's very key. Which is their graveyard. And this card is going to be running Dimensional Fissure... Macro, macro, dimension shifter, triple dimension shifter. Yeah, just to name a few. Because and, they kind of don't care about their own graveyard. Yeah, th this deck is running every um, banish based floodgate. Yeah, pretty much. Just, just all of them. Yeah. I mean, they could also theoretically run Necrovalley and not care. Yeah. Theoretically. Yeah. But I, I, I just think it'd be better just to run the, just run the banishment stuff. Probably, yeah. So. But, yeah, that's Fluanderies. It's an interesting archetype. It's very good, to be honest with you. But, um, I I don't know. I think the deck dying to a single Imperm or a single Valor is really rough. Literally, Normal Summon Rubina, Effect Valor. Yeah, and I think the deck is kind of limited in what it can also run because it's running macros and DeFi's and D-Shifters. And it just... I think it makes it difficult to run things like Valor because you can't send it to the graveyard so often. Yeah, I mean they could still run Ash Blossom, Ghost Spell, Ghost Ogre, any right. any hand trap that discards itself. But so many of them send themselves to the graveyard, which to a lot of, to a lot of people I know sounds like the exact same thing, but it is very specifically different. Right. Um, because if your card says that it has to send itself to the graveyard and one of the ND shifters up, it can't be sent to the graveyard. Therefore, you cannot activate the effect. Right. Whereas you can always discard. Right. It's not a case of it has to be discarded the graveyard. It just means sent, discard it. Yeah, for sure. Doesn't matter where it goes after it's discarded. It It's one of those things about Yu-Gi-Oh! where the wording is very important. And that's why under macro, D-Fissure... Dimensional Shifter, you can still activate stuff like Ash Blossom, but you can't activate Effect Valor. Yeah, it's it's an important distinction, for sure. Mm-hmm. So. so you gotta be real careful, because if D-Shifter's up, that means your opponent can't activate Ash, uh, can't activate um Effect Valor. Right. But they can still Ash Blossom and Imperm. Right. Granted, that's one out of three uh possible targets uh taken care of. You know, possible things that could stop you from doing anything at taking care of with one card. Yep. You know. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, overall, I think it's going to be, a bare minimum, a really fun fun and interesting deck for the person who's playing it. Yeah. Less so for the person who is currently dueling that person. Right. But probably 
but probably more fun and interact than interact and, and interactive than something like Eldritch or Invoke Shit All Dogmatica. Right. Um Well, do you want to go ahead and get into the full set spoiler and some of the world premieres for Bode? Oh, absolutely. Um all right, awesome. Alright, so uh day four was just them kind of going through all the new uh uh the world premiere cards, which is all just B Trooper stuff. Uh, mostly. Especially the bees. Yeah, mostly. There's also yeah. some other stuff that's interesting to talk about, and this is where we got rarities for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, just every card. Set. Yeah. So, let's go ahead and talk about the non-Bee Trooper uh, TCG exclusives, and then we'll move on into, into the, the Bee Troopers. Right. So, the so, first card is what? Uh, Alright, we have Heritage of Light, a continuous spell. If a monster is Ritual, Fusion, Synchro, or Exceed Summon... While a monster with the same card type, Ritual, Fusion, Synchro, or Exceed, is on the field, colon, you can draw one card. You can only use the effect, this effect of Heritage of Light once per turn. Um, that's actually a fairly decent card. Um. It's interesting. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially if your deck just continuously pumps out the same type of extra deck monster over and over and over. It can, uh, it, you know, it can give you an extra draw if you're playing it. Right. The thing is, it's a non-searchable continuous spell card. Right. So if you draw, so if you're, so you'd have to run multiples just to be able to see. And if you draw multiples, the second one's dead because it's a hard once per turn. It's one of those things. Uh, next, and that is a common. Next yep. up, we have the Night Sword Serpent, also a common. Uh, level four water reptile, five hundred attack, six hundred defense. If this card is sent to the graveyard by a card effect, you can special summon this card, but then banish it when it leaves the field. You can only use the effect of Night Sword Serpent once per turn. Um, it's a really interesting level four extender. Um, yes. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like any deck, like any level four deck that sends cards to the graveyards for card effects is gonna love this guy. Right. So, it is interesting that it can. It's a little bit of an extender. So, but notably, it cannot be. You can't do it if you use him for like a link summon or an, yeah, because yeah. he's not being sent to the graveyard by card effect. Also, if you send him to the graveyard as a cost. Right, like Phoenixes or something as a detachment for Phoenixes. Yeah, something like or that. or uh, because you activated the first card that comes to mind. Double is Dragon Lords. Double Dragon Ro- Lords or Regeki Break or Lightning Vortex. Right. Anything that's like discard one card, get this effect. Right. Right. Notably, its effect would go off if you use it for if you use it for Dynamis- uh, Paleozoic Dynamiscus. That is true. Because it very specifically since it the graveyard at not as not as cost. Because of the other Paleozoics kind of right. needing that. Um, here's a good one. DD Assault Carrier. A level 8 Dark Machine Effect Monster. 25-25 are the stats. Cannot declare an attack unless you banish one card from your graveyard. If you if exactly three of your cards are banished, you can special summon this card from your hand. You can only use this effect of DD Assault Carrier once per turn. It's pretty good. Uh, the whole stipulation of you having, if you having to have exactly three banished monsters, but some of this thing is kind of rough. It's kind of reminiscent of um, like Dark Arm Dragon, yeah. yeah, which is still interesting. I'm, I like, I imagine that a DD deck would be able to really manipulate how many cards are banished, um, and be able to kind of right, yeah, set it to specifically three. Uh, overall, it's all right. Uh, next, we have Abyss Keeper, a common water fish link effect monster. 1500 attack, link 2. Material, 2 water monsters. Cannot be used as link material to turn in as link summoned. If this card is link summoned, you can special summon a fish monster from your hand to a zone. This card, to your zone, this card points to. You can target one other fish monster your po- you control and one card your opponent controls. Banish those targets. And the arrows are bottom left, bottom right. Yeah. Great arrows for, for a card like this. Yeah, for sure. Um... Man, can I be used as Link Material to turn to Link Summon? It's just killer. Yeah. Uh, 1500 is alright for a Link, too. It's still really easy to just normal summon run it over. Um, but it's great extender. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, particularly in something like Sharks, where they're just constantly pumping out monsters. This could let you, like, use two of them instead of exceeding, linking off in this dude, and then continue to extend. Right. 
Next card is Apex Predation. If you control a normal summon slash set monster, destroy all special summoned monsters on the field. Until the end of your next turn after this card is activated, you cannot normal summon or set. You can only activate one Apex Predation per turn. This card is actually really interesting. It's a like I said, it's a common trap card. This card would be really interesting in like a sealed format. Oh yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, also decks that kind of don't need their normal summon but can still utilize it can also really use this card. Uh, a good example that would actually be Tri Brigade. Yeah, they don't I guess that's possible. Yeah, they don't need their normal summon, but they could still go like normal summon kit, link it off, blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. and then flip this guy. Right. And oh no, I can't normal summon next turn with my Karis in hand. Yeah. I would and, say most decks that can run Almirage, really. Yeah, most decks that can run Almirage and then don't need need their normal summon to play. That said, it's still not good enough to actually see play. Exactly. That, that we want to. Spe- this is me coming up with ideas where it could be used, but no, I wouldn't run yeah, this in it's, anything. It's interesting. We never said mm-hmm. it was good. Yeah. All right, now we're getting into the actual B Trooper stuff. Yep. Uh, let's see. First off, we have B Trooper Assault Roller Common. Level 4 Earth Insect Effect, 1600 Attack, 1400 Defense. You can special summon this card from your hand by banishing an insect monster. You can only special summon B-Trooper Assault Roller once per turn. It gains 200 attack for each insect monster you control, except this card. And when this card is controlled by battle, add a B-Trooper monster from deck to your hand, except itself. You can only use this, this effect uh, of itself once per turn. So, it's very cool that you can special summon it by banishing an insect from your grave, because you can use that to trigger your resident insect. So, you can have a little bit less, like, non-B-Trooper stuff in your B-Trooper deck. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the rest of it's kind of terrible. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the extent. I mean, the whole point behind it is as an extender, you can as an extender you can use. I can also plus you by banishing the resonance insect, as you had mentioned. Um, and you can still link. If it was level three, it'd be better, because then you could also use it to exceed summon into Cicada King, right? Or Giga Brilliant and blah 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 blah. Whatever you're doing. Yeah, it would definitely be better. Yeah, but uh, I think that's why they specifically made it level four, so you can't do that. Yeah. Uh, but still, still, it's it's an extender. Hey, because that's what that deck needed was more extenders. Yeah. Um, next up, Bee Trooper Light Flapper Ultra, level six water insect effect. Interesting. Uh, 2k attack, 2200 defense. If this card is normal or specialed, target two of your Bee Trooper monsters with different names that are banished and or in your graveyard. Add them to your hand. For the rest of the turn, you cannot activate their effects or effects with cards in their names. Uh, when an opponent, mon- when opponent's monster declares an attack, you can return this card to your hand to negate the attack. You only use each effect once per turn. Um, so my biggest issue is that it doesn't have a way to special summon itself. You have to special summon it with something else. Yeah. It is level six though. Isn't there an insect? Th- isn't there an insect that special summons level five or higher insects? I'm going to be completely real with you. I haven't read the rest of the b cards in quite a while, so I don't remember. Yeah. So. I mean, if there is, this is all right. I mean, it does let you, like, recur some of your used materials. Uh, particularly, you can, like, bring back a scout buggy. Yeah. And then use it again. If you've next already turn. Used, next yeah. turn. You can't use it the turn. Yeah, you next it. turn. You can, it gives you a play for next turn. Right. Uh, next, Heavy Bee Trooper Mighty Neptune Ultra. Level 8 Earth Insect, 3,000 attack and defense. Oh my goodness, the artwork on this card is so cool. It really is. Uh, cannot be normal summoned or set. Rough. Must first be special summoned by from your hand by shuffling three of your banished insect monsters into the main deck. Now that's actually solid. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, granted, you can't special summon it any other way, but... But after you special summon it by shuffling, you can do you can monster born or whatever. Right. Uh, during the main phase, if this card in its owner's possession is destroyed or banished by an opponent's card effect, you can special summon this card. You can only use this effect once per turn. Once per turn during the end phase, target one other insect monster you control. It gains a thousand attack. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you end on this and the invincible atlas, you can make him even bigger. Yeah. So. Oh, you know, like, you can absolutely, given time, you could absolutely make Invincible Atlas an OTK in one attack. Yeah, I think the funniest part about this card in particular, though, is the fact that um, this card is a, um, 
He, he just lets you get infinite resonant insect activations. Pretty much. Um, particularly with the whole, uh, when it, you know, with the whole, uh, when it gets banished, it just brings itself right back. Well, the fact that, or if it, if it, if your opponent destroys or banishes it, it just gets brought right back. Right. It, just the fact that it to summon it, you shuffle three banished insects back into the deck. Yeah. It's like I want to use resonant insect eighteen times in my first yeah, turn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. No. Like 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 actually, you could also combine this with the other one, the uh, light hopper. Yeah, light flapper. Yeah. Um. To then bring it back to your hand to reshuffle it back next turn. Right. You know, and just continuously, it kind of create. It almost creates an infinite, an, a near infinite resource loop. It creates a really efficient resource yes. loop. Is what I'll say. Uh. Let Let's see. Next up, we have Ultra B Trooper Absolute Hercules Ultra Level Eleven Earth Insect Fusion Four Thousand Attack and Defense Material Four Insects. Gross. After this card is fusion summoned, it is unaffected by other cards' effects until the end of your next turn. At the end of the battle phase, you can target an insect monster with 3,000 or less attack in your graveyard. Special summon it. So, uh, you can only use this effect uh, once per turn. Um, its effects are alright. The pro- and, it, and this thing can crash into Obelos and destroy it. The problem is a, requ- it's a fusion that requires four insects. Right. That's a lot of materials I would rather just use to make an invincible atlas. In a lot of a lot of the time, yeah. Unless the unless the, unless there's like an insect fusion spell that lets you use material out of your deck, which there's not. Yeah, because then you could use like a resonance insect to get its effect off, get a bunch of other effects off. Dude, if there was an if there was a if there was a card that let you fusion summon this with using materials from the deck. This would be the best deck in the game. <laughs> oh, easily. Oh, okay, I say the best deck in the game. That might not. I don't know about best deck in the game, but it would best it deck would, right now. It would be a. It would be a lot better than it is. Let's yeah. just say that. Uh, next up is B Trooper Ascent Ultra Rare. Oh, Ultra Rare Normal Spell. B Trooper Descent. Yeah, B Trooper Des- Descent. Special summon a B Trooper token, and then if you control an insect monster with three thousand or more attack, pop or spell or spell or trap on the field. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of meh. Yeah. Uh, B Trooper Landing. If this was a quick play, it would be amazing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, B Trooper Landing, common, normal spell. Fusion summon an insect fusion. Here's the fusion. From your extra deck, using monsters from your hand or field as fusion materials. Ah, so close. So close to being good. I mean, still, if you draw the resonance, I can let you send to the graveyard. Mm-hmm. But then you're also sending, like... Like, you're pretty much sending your entire hand at that point if you open this and four insects. <clears throat> if this card is in your graveyard, except the turn it was sent there, you can banish two insects from your graveyard to add it back to your hand. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I guess being able to banish two insect monsters from your graveyard is really good, because again, Resonance Insect. Resonance insect. <laughs> yeah. Not being once per turn is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, next up, Beat Trooper Squad, a common normal trap. Tar- tribute a non-token insect monster. Special summon a Beat Trooper token. For every 1,000 attack of the attributed monster. That's hilarious. That will let you turn, like, the Absolute Hercules. Activate this, tribute it off, get the four tokens, and then link them off into uh, uh, Invincible Atlas. Hmm. I just think it's funny. And uh, that's it. And like I said, we also have the full set list. Uh, you know, for, like, the entire set. Uh... There's a few notable cards to talk about in here. Uh, Taya, Sword Soul of Taya is a super. So wait, whoa, okay, whoa, whoa. Let's talk. About, let's let's say what all the secret rares are first off. How's that? And then we'll go in by the archetypes. Fair enough. So all your secret rares are first one is Sword Soul of Mo Yi. Mm-hmm. Then you have Incredible, Incredible Ecclesia. Ecclesia the Virtuous. Then you have Ice Jade Tremora, Fluanderies and Snow, Fluanderies and Empen. Uh, Lord of the Heavenly Prison. Right, so that's your uh, the one that protects your back row. Yeah, uh, destroy Phoenix Enforcer is a of secret. Uh, Sword Soul Grandmaster Chi Zhao is a secret. Yep. Zora the Magistus Conflagrant Calamity is a secret. Like I like we said before. Interesting. Uh, Small World is a secret. Small World is a really dumb card, by the way. Very uh, unnecessarily complex. Honestly, yeah. So, 
you reveal a monster in your hand. Then you reveal another monster from your deck with the same the same level or type or attribute or attack attack or, or defense. defense. One, not if two of those match, not a valid and target. And a different name. And a different name. And then uh, you banish first target and then add a third card from your deck to your hand. Who's also a- different from those. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. Yeah, and also a different name from the first card. Right. It, it's really complicated, and there's like a game somebody put online to where they show you the card you, the first card you feel, and the card you're trying to get. And yeah. And you gotta pick the in between. And it's really kind of difficult. Yeah. Now, granted, if anyone wants to actually run this in, in a deck, they would sit down and kind of figure out what their targets are. Like what their target, like what their target pathing is and all that, but. I'm just like, why Why does this need to exist? To be fair, it can search literally any monster in the game. Yeah, if you're clever enough to use it correctly. Yeah, if you're clever enough to build a deck to use it properly. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else? Um, oh, okay, so like all the sword souls are all foil. All the sword soul monsters are all right. foiled. Super or higher. Um, let's see, Ice Jade's, uh, to the, all the other Ice Jade stuff is common. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that the last secret rare? Yeah. Oh, I thought there was one more. Oh, here we go. Okay, so for the Flunderies, Rabina and Eaglin are supers. Stry and Token and Toucan are supers. Mm-hmm. Destiny Hero Denier is a super. Yes. Uh, the new Magic Key Monster is a common. Right. Uh, the Sioux ships are all common. We already knew that. The new, oh, the three new penguin monsters are all common. Oh, are they? Yeah. That's good. So that's penguin cleric, uh, penguin ping- ninja, and penguin squire. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who else? What else? Uh, I'm just kind of like flipping through. Right. Um. We also have a new Starry Night card. We have Borload Riot Dragon. Yeah, Which the is the... Uh, Borload uh, Ritual. Right. Um, here's the best card in the set. Outstanding Dog Mary. Yeah. Joking. Jokingly. Oh, uh, Magic Key. Oh, the new Magic Key uh, Fiend is a super. Magic right. Key Spirit is a super. Oh, uh, Gunkin Suship uh, Uni-Class Super Dreadnought is a super. So the new Exceed mm-hmm. is a super. Uh, Boral Code Dragon, which I believe is the Link 5. Is he is ultra. an Ultra. Uh, Evil Twins, Trouble Sunny is an Ultra. Um, Sword Soul Emergence. Oh, sir. Oh, hold on. Yeah, never mind. Everything Sword Soul is foil. Yes. Literally everything Sword Soul. Except for Sword Soul Assessment and Blackout, which I think are some cards that you don't even run. Yeah. Um, Brandon in Red is super... So the as far as the B Trooper cards, like we said, Assault Roller is a common, Light Flapper is yeah. an Ultra, Heavy B Trooper, Mighty Neptune is an Ultra, Ultra B Two Trooper, Absolute Hercules is an Ultra, Descent is an Ultra, Landing and Squad are commons. So yeah, uh, let's see. But yeah, yeah. And yeah. then Elementor Stratos says the one hundredth card in the set is a Starlight. Yeah. Oh, actually, Flunderies and the Dreaming Towns a Super. Uh, the Scary Seas a Super. Let's see, Magic Locking is common. Yeah. So, I think that'll pretty much wrap it up, though, right? Is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, okay. I don't see. Like, I'm just kind of flipping through. Um, so, there's nothing else in particular yeah. that's like. Okay, let's move on to the podcast question of the day because we had a ton of responses. To this. Yes, we did. This was our most responded to podcast question of the day ever, and I'm kind of excited to talk about it. So the question was, what is your favorite starter slash structure deck? I'm I mean, I'm telling you we got literally dozens and dozens of replies. We we got like I said, more than we've ever gotten. Like, um, I'm pretty sure if we sat there and organized it, we probably had at least one person say that just about all of them. Just about every structure deck. There's probably someone who went that's my favorite structure deck. Yeah. Um, so we got one reply from Pheromone, which is, uh, he's, they're a, uh, a cosplayer mm-hmm. that are actually there in the Duel Links Invitational this weekend by Konami. Ooh, so good luck got, to them. Yeah. Major, major creator and major cosplayer in the community. Very cool. Um, they said the Secret Beast Structure deck was actually their favorite. 
So give them extreme anime vibes, fun deck to play, and it provides um, kind of a nice medium difficulty against opponents who are still learning the game or trying out a new deck. So um, we got a couple of replies of like Spellcaster's Command, Soul Burner, which was the Salamangrate structure, Rocket Revolt, of course. Those are some really competitive mm-hmm. ones. Uh, Skyhawk, of course, he had to come in with the Dino Master's Fury for the Dino deck. Um we had one for Master of Pendulum from that's from Mariami, uh, Mariami Jackie. So very happy to have her replying. Um, Dual Daddy said uh, their favorite starter deck was Joey, and their favorite structure deck was Rocket Revolt. Uh, Gates of the Underworld. That's one that I we completely missed. I completely forgot about that you're, one. You're, you're going to say that a lot. You're going to say I, that a lot. Yeah, I am because you haven't know. looked at all these replies like I have. Um, the OCG structured at Kaiba, which I have never even seen that one. Um, another rocket revolt, the monarch structure. Um, I'm guessing that that would be the new monarch structure deck. The one yeah, that yeah, where it had like two boss monsters, right? Um, synchron extreme. We got a couple of those more soul burners. Um, this one is the layer of darkness structure deck, which I believe it's kind of a really older one. It's got like a big like dark dragon with chains all over it. Yeah, I think that was uh, Diablos, the Diablos retrain. I think you're right. No, this is this is like really really old, like back in the day. Yeah. Uh, Zombie horde, light sworn structure, more good ones. Masked heroes, uh, the Kyber structure like that had the ABCs. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Uh, this person has like all of them. They say hard to choose, but they've literally got like ten of them. On their on their shelf, they've got Zombie Horde here. They've got Soul Burner. They've got the Shadal Showdown. I mean, just a ton of them. Um, more Shadals, more Dark World, Fire Kings. Ah, structured egg after my heart. Right, Dragon's Roar. Uh, this one says that it's a toss up between the Wave of Light structured deck, which was the Fairy one, the one that released Eva, mm-hmm. and Lost Sanctuary. Uh, we got couple of dark emperors or emperor of darkness which was the caius structure yeah deck. not Caius, not not the original one the yeah yeah the, the new one yeah mechanized madness the machina structure deck more fire uh zombie horde cyber dragons that's a good one mm-hmm. uh and we had of course shiggy's replied she said agents so great structure deck. and all those replies were just from twitter let's go to the let's go to the discord server mm-hmm so, the Egyptian God decks from this summer, because they got them into the game in the first place. Awesome. Then Gotta love to hear it, because that, that Regeki is a great card. Especially if your opponent isn't expecting it. Right. Um, and even better, the Harpy's Feather Duster. Yeah. Uh, then we got, in order, Starter Deck Joey, Dragon's Rampage, and Chaos Dragon Structure Deck. I remember you saying you had fond memories of the Chaos Dragon one. Um, and then here's one that says, Sonny and Caleb already both talked about my two favorites, uh, Top in a Box, Agents, and Chaos Dragon. And then honorable mention is the Dragoonity one that you needed to buy a bunch of Hidden Arsenal to actually make it playable. Yeah, I remember that one. Mm-hmm. And here's some Layer of Darkness. Starter Deck Pegasus, that's the first reply we've had of that. Uh, and then we had an agreement on the Structure Deck Pegasus, so... Wow, just so much nostalgia mm-hmm. just hitting you right. Just, man, reading through those replies, yeah, I was just, I couldn't help but think back. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. All of these are just great, great, great yeah. memories. So that will bring us, though, into our new podcast question of the day for today's episode, which is, what card do you just loathe? What card when you see it just invokes this feeling of just hatred. So what card do you hate the most? Specifically toward the card, not the player. Right, 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 right. But we're also excluding Dragoon and Mystic Mind. <laughs> those seemed like layups, to be completely honest. Yeah, so excluding those. Those two. Right. So we wanna we wanna know from you. What card do you absolutely hate the most? What card do you hate to see except for Dragoon and Mystic Mind? Those are cheating because everybody <laughs> hates those. Yeah. I'm, so. I'm pretty sure even people who play them dislike them. Yes, probably. I mean, just, just about everybody. So, um, I think that that will wrap us up for today, though. 
So we want to take a moment to thank, of course, again, all of our patrons for supporting the podcast. Thank you to everyone in our Discord for giving us great replies, giving us great feedback, and just being active and talking all the time. Thank you to our everybody that followed us on Twitter at Top Cut Podcast. Like I said, go there, get your newest reactions. Thank you to Team Dark Arm Dealings for being a friend of the channel. Please, everybody, go follow Team Dark Arm Dealings on YouTube. The link will be in the description below. And thank you again to ETB Games for being our sponsor. That's all I've got for today, everybody. Have a good day. Take care, everybody. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.